0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, SF Live episode number 98 already. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of the SOAR Financial Group. In a couple seconds, I'll be joined by Garrett McDonald. He's CEO of Maritime Resources. And we're going to talk about the latest drill results from Hammerdown, Orion and Lokenvar, and to give you a little more details on those. Whisker Valley as well. Let's not forget that was the latest press release on November fifth. But before we get started, please be reminded this is an interactive format. Use hashtag AskMAE. That's the company's ticker on the Toronto Stock Exchange. For your questions, we already got a couple questions in on Twitter. So make sure to add any additional questions you have. Just use that hashtag or post underneath this video. We'll make sure to look it up and go find those and uh, ask Garrett those questions. So also, obviously follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, make sure you hit the subscribe and alert button. That way you get notified when we go live with another update or another video. And you get notified when we post other nonsense on Twitter. So um, let's switch over to Garrett McDonald. Garrett, how are you doing this morning or this afternoon, actually, for you? I keep saying this morning, but you're in Toronto. So how are things?
1: Yeah, doing good, guys. It's good to
0: see you again. You've been on a bunch of times now. Um, But I've seen based also on the questions we've been getting on Twitter that we have a couple new followers and listeners. So uh, give us a quick 30, 60 second overview of Maritime before we dive into more details.
1: Yeah, sure. So Maritime Resources, we're based in Toronto and our our main projects are in Newfoundland and Labrador. So we have the Hammerdown Gold Project, which is a former high grade producing mine. Um, We have some exploration projects around this mine site, including our new Whisker Valley project, uh, where we've had some really good results recently. Now, which we can talk about. Um, for the mine, though, we had a, a new PA announced in March of this year, looking like a very good starter project. Uh, we did um, move ahead with some more drilling this summer. We're updating our resource at the moment. We're in project permitting and have uh, quite a bit of exploration planned for next year. So busy times, but uh, it's going really Fantastic. well.
0: Again, busy times, as you said, it. you had a couple press releases come out just last week. Um, during during the election, I felt like the market didn't really see them or recognize and understand them. So I'm glad we're actually doing this and yep. catching up now. And uh, but before we get dive into those results, let's start always. I like starting with the financial and cap structure is always important to me as well. Uh, that that is cl- as clean as possible. And you recently had some uh, warrants expire. Uh, give us an update on that and uh, tell us more about who who exercised or where they exercised.
1: Yeah, no, we had uh we had some warrants expired on uh, on Monday. Uh roughly half of them were exercised, half expired. So we were able to bring in roughly a million dollars uh to the company. So we're sitting right now with about seven point seven million in the Treasury. And uh you know one of our big shareholders exercised uh their warrants, Dundee Goodman, so they own about nineteen point nine percent of the company and a good good endorsement uh of the company and our activities. Fantastic.
0: And they're long-term holders, obviously. So we're not going to see that's those right. warrants come out into the market. Um, you, you still have 32.3 million warrants outstanding, and they'll be gone in six months, more or less, And which is which is good because it also either means you get more money into the treasury or they just expire. And uh, that's maybe my personal opinion, but that reminds me a lot of Monero Alamos and uh, the warrant overhang we've seen there. Uh, we've had some great success with that story. And there, there was a huge warrant overhang for a while. And once that was lifted either through catalysts or actually expiry of those warrants the stock started running so um, i have a good feeling about maritime there so um good job we'll, we'll see where that's going so cash you mentioned 7.7 million uh, i think that wraps up the financial cap structure there's not much else to say about that at this point it was just important to point out the highlight uh, the, the warrants expiring um, we, we should talk about now drill results, and let's do it in chronological order. Uh, you put something out November third, and that was more uh, uh, Hammerdown, Orion, and Lochinvar results. And uh, let's dive right in. Why don't you give us the, the the cliff notes on the on the highlights?
1: Yeah, no, we had some some results out on on Hammerdown, Lochinvar, and Orion. We've been, um, been pretty busy there this this fall with an infill program at Hammerdown uh, to support the next resource uh, estimate that we're going to do. Uh, but we're now branching out, though, more into pure exploration, looking outside the the mine plan, looking for areas to to you know add into that plan, and a few new areas that we've been testing. So at Hammerdown, you know, we saw some really good results. There was uh, you know, I think 9.5 grams over 2.3 meters. You know, that's kind of typical Hammerdown uh, grades that we'll see. That included 59 grams and uh, of gold, 45 of silver, and that's kind of a new thing. We started to see it a lot more silver. Uh, in our assays, uh, over 0.4 meters. Now we did have some uh, some good results too over at Orion. And Orion is about a kilometer and a half southwest of Hammerdown, so there is there is a big gap in between those two deposits, which we intend to look at this uh, this winter. Um, you know, we found uh, what we think is kind of a structural shoot within the the ore body. The uh, the result that was really interesting there was 226.2 grams over four meters. Um, which included 96 grams over 1.1 meters. So that was an interesting one for us because it included uh, quite a bit of visible gold, which we generally don't see. So, and we've done some structural uh, work on this intersection. It kind of looks to us like it could be a structural uh, shoot that we could maybe follow. So we've, you know, since been drilling above and beyond uh, of and below that intersection to see if we can follow it. So results are, are, we're waiting for those. Um, and Orion as well is kind of interesting because we've started uh, looking at the near surface potential a little bit more. There was a, a couple of, you know, decent grade hits over a good width. Um, for example, 1.78 grams over 32 meters right at surface, you know, that that could be very uh, very impactful to the to the project uh, from an open pit point of view, um, could reduce the open pit strip ratio that we have in that area. So the good results in there we see, so it's a little bit of everything, we see some high grade kind of features, but we do see some some nice thick intercepts on surface. And then the other one that we we looked at um, is a VMS zone. It's called Lockenvar, and that is a kind of a historic zone. It's been known about for a long time, sitting right on the doorstep of Hammerdown. It's just a few hundred meters away. And uh, there is a gold kind of zone inside uh, that deposit where you've got a kind of a gold zone in the hanging wall and a base metal rich zone in the foot wall. So we drilled in there and we had some... Some really interesting results come back uh, on Lock and, Bar. and it's, you know, it's an interesting target. It's, I think it's worthwhile looking at things that are close by, you know, our, our development project. So we were able to, you know, get a nice intersection there of 11.6 metres. And it had some high-grade zinc and copper, lead, uh, about 150 grams per tonne of silver. Um, but within about a two and a half metre, really high-grade intersection of over 200 grams silver, 10% lead, 2% copper, and up to 23% zinc. So, I think that just uh, just shows you the you know the strength of that mineralized system in that area. And there's a number of of base metal VMS targets alongside of our gold targets. Um, we're flying a new airborne survey right now. It's a VTEM and ZTEM survey. We're flying that on Hammerdown and Whisker Valley. So basically all of package, and that'll help us pick up structures. It'll help us see deeper into into the ground and finally be able to to target some uh, some targets at depth uh, which we haven't been able to do before so i think in terms of lock and var as a vms target uh, there's no metallurgy on it yet it's just a, a zone that we're interested in now um, and we'll see how it goes we've got a few more holes coming back from the lab uh, coming here in the next few weeks we'll see how that looks but uh yeah that's about it that was the, the press release we had um you know a few days ago and Looking good, though.
0: Okay, no, I got a f- couple follow up questions, and uh, to that, and let, let's start at the at, at the end. You mentioned lock and very last. Let's might as well stay on it for a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you mentioned metallurgy that you don't have any results yet. And when I hear VMS, of course, I always get a bit nervous. It's, it means several circuits. You have to dip, produce various concentrates while hammer down in Orion. And correct me if I'm wrong. More oxide related targets, uh, which is usually easier for metallurgy. Um, why, why even bother follow, following up Locke and Var and spend uh, exploration dollars on it?
1: Well, we only spend a little bit of, bit of time looking at this. Um, I think it's, we were just interested because it was a historic resource. There is a gold zone in the hanging wall, right? So that was interesting. That was our primary driver. And since we're drilling there, we're only a few meters away from the base metal zone on the foot wall. We might as well have a look at it. So that was really the driver. Guy was to look for that that hanging wall gold zone because that could be mined. Uh, similarly, you know, along with Hammerdown, same circuit, same metallurgy. Uh, it was a similar looking zone to Hammerdown, from what I could tell. And then the base metal zone was was a different animal. Gotcha. You know, and that, I don't, we're not suggesting that we pivot at all from anything. It's just a, an interesting was zone of mineralization yep. right beside,
0: well, you know, right in your neighborhood. You, you so got to check right there, out. right? So. And yeah. only a couple hundred meters. So have you have you converted right. the results in gold equivalent? Oh, I did
1: actually. Um I think that uh, the really high grade intersection was if on an NSR basis was something like fifteen hundred dollars a ton. Oh, okay. Which would, you know, work it backwards. That's pretty high grade gold. Yeah.
0: No, that's yeah. wait, fifteen hundred dollars that's almost an ounce, yeah. I don't know. Let's yeah. so be generous here. That's like kind a of interesting. If we can
1: find some tons of you know, that kind of value, then for sure we'd be interested.
0: See if you use a twelve fifty price tag, it's over an ounce of gold. <laughs> so you right. can you can make your own luck there. Um, on on Orion as well, like you, you you've been mentioning uh, the, the the wider intersections, the lower grade, and uh, what what kind of impact you you sort of hinted at it. What kind of impact do you expect to have that on the, maybe a, a updated pea or even a resource update?
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, those kind of intersections, th- those are good open pit grades and good widths, you know, right to surface, there's very little overburden at Orion, we got road access to it, you know, that could be a really nice fit uh, with the project, you know, in the PEA, we, we included Orion in our design, but mostly underground, right? So that was, um, it was a mostly underground target, it was a pretty shallow open pit, narrow, because we didn't have the benefit of, of seeing these kind of widths and grades, uh, so now we're going to remodel it. I think what will happen is that the pit will grow. I think underground might, uh, might you know, retreat upwards a little bit. And, you know, that was that was why our, our all-in sustaining costs, if you look at the PEA, was, you know, I think it was $938 an ounce. A lot of that was driven from underground development at Orion because it went down to three or four, like over 400 meters. So therefore, you've got a lot of development to get down that deep. Um it starts to really add on your, on your uh, all-in sustaining costs. So I think that'll be the change maybe is that we, we have more surface mining, less underground. Yeah and therefore hopefully a lower all-in sustaining cost. So
0: you actually just answered a question that we got on Twitter as well by Pierre TB, and he's asking okay. like the all-in sustaining cost from the PA show 938. Uh, what, what stamps or plans are there to reduce these costs? And you just hinted at it, like open pit versus underground should drastically reduce costs uh, in certain areas and should definitely help with uh, lowering the all-in sustaining cost there as well. Um, on uh, you, you also mentioned at Orion that you're looking at a step-out program for Orion as well. Have you Have you model it a little more do you have a budget or plans meters anything budgeted yet
1: yeah we're just waiting to get assays back from the lab before we we jump into kind of a a second phase of of follow-up on that one um i think it's probably you know maybe two or three thousand meters just to to bracket this high-grade intersection and see if we can follow it and if we can well then we'll just we'll be adding to it from there but that's probably what i think we'll start with um the uh the same goes for hammer down a few assays waiting to come back i think that's kind of our next phase is just to pick off a few strategic goals before we lock down the resource for the next round of work um you know assay times are still pretty good for us maybe three to four weeks on average which i think is is still pretty good and uh, better than some companies in canada so we've got great service there from the lab and um uh, that's really the timing for Hammerdown and orion for this month i think
0: we got one more question while we were chatting and that was about the uh, hammer down results and since we we're talking about hammer down just just now um and the question is from lucas coronado and he's asking i think one to two holes were drilled to test the hammer down offset and return no mineralization should we assume you were wrong about the offset or are you plan to drill more there
1: well i think that uh, the first two that we did you're right they didn't hit uh they didn't hit anything special. Um, we're still waiting for results on a couple more that we did, and I think that this new um, this new survey that we're doing will help us uh, help us figure that out. We were really drilling some holes to see if they were, you know, some of the early ideas that you know the offset was right on the other side of the fault. Really, also to map the fault and find out where where exactly it is. Um, so this new survey should help us. We've done a lot more structural work, so before we uh before we start drilling on the offset targets again we want to look at those those results from those surveys and then uh, plan it accordingly but i don't think you know after only a couple of holes to, to say that it's you know it's dead that's not you know it may take more than that i expect it'll probably take several more holes
0: well you got to remind yeah. people as well that you're trying to drill something with a, with a diameter of like maybe this right and trying to hit something so and drill, yeah. drill, it's, no, it's, it's uh, it'll, it'll take a little while it's called exploration yeah. not finding right so
1: Okay. Um, well we try to do as much as we can you know and those are good tools like those geophysical surveys those, these are things that have never been done we really at Hammerdown not to that kind of level of detail so cool. hopefully we see something there that will help us zero in on the on the targets Fantastic.
0: but thanks for the question Lucas and I uh, hope we answered it to your satisfaction mm-hmm. there um, let, let's jump to the, to the most recent press release November 5th um, big turmoil in the US elections I think it, it, it was missed in the market to a degree and I was reading it again this morning and uh, I was missing a bit of uh, excitement from it, Garrett. And I told you that before that I was, I wouldn't say displeased with the content because the results were good, but I was missing a bit of euphoria. It was a very technical release. And uh, this is the first essay results from recent drilling at Whisker Valley to test your hypothesis. Uh, run us through the results and what do you think it confirms?
1: Yeah, so at Whisker Valley, there's uh, we're, this project is about, you know, 9 or 10 kilometers away from Hammerdown. And really, over the last year, we've been, you know, kind of grassroots exploration at the project. We're finding, uh, first of all, we were finding high-grade boulders, quartz veins, pretty, you know, large boulders the size of your island in your kitchen, um, loaded with gold, uh, silver, and and some base metals. Uh, we then started finding these veins in bedrock, first on the Gary vein system on the west side of the valley, and just recently this summer on the east side of the valley a distance of around a kilometer uh, apart and these high-grade boulders we were finding some of them were located right in the middle of the valley so the thinking was okay are these all connected you know what's what's going on here is this one side of the valley connected to the other so we planned a drill hole right in the middle of the valley we drilled it down to about 150 meters and that's where we hit uh, this new zone and hopefully it's connecting one side of the valley to the other so we did hit a nice intersection there, 5.1 grams over 5.8 meters. Um, inside of that were a couple of nice veins, um, 21 grams over half a meter and 9 grams over 2.1 meters at a distance or a depth of 150 meters below surface. So, and it was really interesting. That mineralization had a little bit of VG in it, which is nice to see always. You know, always like to see visible gold. Um, you know, and I've, like I said, I've, it looks a lot like hammer down, it looks a lot like Dalridian and I worked on that one before. Um, it's pyrite, mineralization and quartz veins. So it, they all look very similar to me and hopefully that helps us connect the dots from one side of the valley to the other. So we're drilling some more holes right now, but actually right today we're drilling underneath that, that intersection in hole number 12, um, just to see if that continues the depth and then we'll back up and step kind of left and right of that hole and start to fill it in. And if anything, uh, if it all works out, then that could actually create a new zone um, at Whisker Valley, which would be fantastic.
0: Exactly. It's only six kilometers away yeah. from Hammerdown as well. So, right. So that that's.
1: Yeah. And you know what? It's, um, you know, it's on the, it's off the highway. It's very close to the highway that runs up to Bay Vert. So we're not, not too remote there. Um, you know, it definitely would be a, a very good ch- Good happening if we could have a, a new zone show up there.
0: I, I like that. You, you're back to smiling like you did like a few months ago when we first talked about Whisker <laughs> Valley. It's like, I, I love that. And um, you, you still have a couple more drill holes pending uh, as well?
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's some in the lab now. We're drilling some more. Uh, we have two drills at Whisker Valley right now. So we have one drill working on this uh, new uh, potential zone inside the valley. There's another one just to the north, about a kilometer away, where we're finding kind of the same thing again we're finding more outcrop with veins that look like hmm. hammered up and so we've got a drill rig up there testing a few ideas.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And when do you expect those to come back? Any timelines or like you said labs are still good but
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay, probably in the next 2 or 3 weeks to get everything back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. And
1: we've got some samples in the lab already but we're yeah, we'll we'll be about that time. Okay.
0: For, for Whisker Valley, you gifted us with some core photos, or at least a core photo in the press release. For Orion with the VG, you didn't give us one. I was just looking through the press release again. Include some of those photos. We love, like, pardon my French here, core porn, right? So we love the VG. And uh, yeah, yeah,
1: no, that's good. It was nice to see that, right? We don't see VG too often at at Hammerdown. I think even when they mined Hammerdown, it was, it was pretty rare to find. So, you know, seeing that at Orion, seeing it now at Whisker Valley... You know that's uh that's
0: encouraging question like one, one thing I learned or heard over the years is like seeing Vg in core is not necessarily the best thing actually and it looks beautiful it's great and it's a good indication that there is gold but metallurgically can be a challenge right what what's your opinion on that what do you think
1: I don't think it's too much of a challenge I mean a gravity circuit would would pick up visible gold pretty well right it's free gold um, hammer down traditionally was didn't really have a lot of visible gold and therefore didn't have a gravity circuit right so it really depends on how much you have and i don't think it's a problem to recover okay.
0: I'll go. Uh, some, something if, i heard in conversations yeah. over the years and something that's stuck in my head that it's awesome to have vg but then again it's also a negative two degree right so and i like ticking all the boxes we do have one last question before we sum up here on twitter and uh, just let me switch over again the screen and scroll down and the question is from cl4b and uh, he, he's saying that ex-Gold curve CEO, I'm assuming is uh, David Garofalo, his opinion is that an incoming wave of M&As will happen for mid-tier and juniors. We haven't seen it yet, so still expecting it to happen. And uh, Maritime or MA, you've refused a hostile bid a, a couple of years ago, but now that the market is favorable, do you think that teaming up with someone else will uh, add a lot of shareholder value?
1: Yeah, no, it's something that we uh, we look at pretty regularly, Kai, and we're I'll just say this, we're open to all ideas. Right. So our team, uh, you know, thinks that something's worth looking at. We'll we'll certainly have a look at it. You know, and in, in the meantime, we're pushing ahead with adding what we think is value through exploration and through de-risking, you know, a development asset in Newfoundland, which is a fantastic province to be in. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I'll to repeat that it, if it if it looks really attractive for our shareholders, we'll definitely consider it. Yeah. And I sure. think
0: he also means yeah. the the Anaconda bit that was um, rejected a few years ago. But also, both companies have new management teams now, so I think that's a thing of the past. And I, I keep seeing it pop up over and over again, also in certain chat forms. And um, but that, I think that's a, a, a thing of the past, unless there's something new to talk about. I think um, you're all in the same area. I think you're friendly with Kevin Bullock as well. Like I think you know each other actually. So.
1: Yeah, no, we, we are friendly with all the guys there and uh, you know, they're, they're a great team. And yeah, we'll keep looking at all options. That's Fantastic. for sure.
0: Garrett, I think that's pretty much it. We talked about the results. We gave an update. Uh, we No need to dive into all the company details now. We've done plenty of interviews in the past. Um, I'll, I'll link to a couple at the bottom of this here as well. So you get get your updates there. And uh, I think that's it from my end. Garrett, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you answering all the questions. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again very soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Everybody else, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching this interview with Garrett McDonald of Maritime Resources. And uh, also, thanks so much for your questions. This is an interactive format. We try to guide you along and uh, try to give you ideas of what uh, the company is doing. And of course, if you have questions, if you're new to the story, don't be afraid to ask. Use hashtag. Use the hashtags that we provide, and we'll see those questions get to those. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Hit the alert button. Leave a comment. What do you think of Maritime? Do they have a chance? Snowball chance in hell uh, to to make it to production? Are, what do you think of the expiration results? Is Garrett doing? a good job? Are we doing a good job? Leave the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's pretty much it. Also, disclaimer, I own shares. We own options. Maritime Resources is a client of ours. So everything I said, take with a lot of salt and uh, make sure you do your own diligence. Really important. So that's it. I'm going to shut up now and uh, we'll talk again very soon.